Hey, Jen. Hey, Elise. So um, I did something this morning that was really exciting. Yes. I took a shower. <gasps> no. Congratulations. <laughs> that wasn't the exciting thing. Okay. Bring it to me. Okay. I took a shower and I had a brilliant idea for a Ooh. show. All good ideas happen in the shower. Right? Which is why I have my cell phone sitting outside the shower because that's what you do, right? Right. Yeah. So I reached out and I texted myself my brilliant idea. Ooh. And I forgot about my text and I, because I knew I would. That's why I had to text myself. And then I resumed my shower and started shampooing my hair and all that good stuff. And not long after, I received a text notification, (laughs) which I just assumed was from you because, you know, we talk a lot. And I looked at it, and it was my same brilliant idea. (laughs) I was like, Jen is on the same exact wavelength Uh, as me. There was a direct link between my shower and yours in that moment, huh? Yeah. Except it was too good to be true. Well, but for a moment, I was like... Wow, I feel so supported. I just Aww. feel like you have got my back. You are my posse. Aww. You know what I'm thinking and what I need. And you believe in me. You believe in us. Oh, that's really sweet. Isn't it? And Except like, it wasn't true. <laughs> ouch, Jen. <laughs> well, I mean. Ouch. In this particular case. In this moment. But it was you texting you. the point, Jen. That's not the point. Okay. And I started to think as I was in my shower, by now I'm conditioning my hair, and I started to think to myself, you know, if pregnant people had the same exact support and thoughts and feelings, if they felt like they had a posse and they felt like everybody was texting them back their same brilliant ideas, they would probably feel pretty badass, like I did, right? Oh, I like it. You know, it. if they felt like every time they had an idea, like, hey, I want to birth this way, or I want to parent this way, they felt like all the messages on their phone or the messages they were receiving from their, fen- their friends and their family mm. were the exact same supportive messages coming at them, they would feel pretty badass. That makes sense to me. So I started thinking, you know, what really does make somebody a birthing badass? Ooh. I think we should talk about that. I today. definitely think we should talk about this. Yep. So First. won't you join us, friends? You are listening to Pushing It, where we talk about all things pregnancy, birth, and life with a new baby, and of course, bad assery. Because if you can't laugh without peeing yourself, you might as well laugh at yourself while doing it. I'm Elise McAllister. And I'm Jen Laird. And I think we're a couple of badasses, and we think you are too. <laughs> so, Jen? Yes, Elise. Why are you yelling at me? I am sitting across the room from you. Come am on. I being loud? You are. When you get excited, you just get like really loud. I was not born with volume control. This is something I, you need to know about I, me. I have always known this, but I am. <laughs> I'm just gently reminding you to take it down a notch. Come on, bring it down. I know you're a badass, and we are once again talking about badassery. Yes. We defined this term in a former podcast. No, we did not. Yes, we did. No. 
we totally defined badassery in a former podcast because I didn't want to use the word ass and then, you know. No, 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 no. That was kicking ass. Oh, sorry. Because you wanted it to be nonviolent. That is, oh, thanks for reminding me. We talk about asses a lot. Yeah, well, I mean, it is kind of the part of the body. It is birth. We talk about poop and asses. Concerned about Okay, what are we talking about here? Badass. How to be a badass. Okay, let's so do that. So what makes somebody a badass in birth, Jen? Oh, okay. I'm going to get all like philosophical. Oh, maybe you need to sit in the pose I was just in. Yes, I think um, I do. She was looking very yoga-ish. She had her little legs crossed and she was legs. like <laughs> sitting up straight, you know. Um, I had good posture. <laughs> Moving right along, I think um, finding your bad assness, ery, whatever word we're using to describe this feeling is, um, I think it's it's being in your experience. So here's what. Okay, I'm gonna wow. defend myself here. Wow, I find this difficult to describe because for everybody this is gonna look different because you're a human being that's why i'm saying it's a feeling it's an intention it's a oh i got this like i believe in myself i'm i'm gonna make choices i'm grounded i have no expectation i'm not being led by fear so i'm just describing all the things that isn't instead of describing I what it I is. I think I know what you mean. Like you're believing in yourself. You're being confident. Yes. You are in your body. Yes. And you know what? I 100% agree because when I see somebody, wow. I'm like, whoa, they're a badass. I don't even know who they are. They've just got this air about them that they mojo? know. Right. They know what they're doing. They've got their mojo. Yeah. Right. And Be- I think going in and having your mojo even if you don't really have your mojo. Yeah. I, I think um, true to what we often talk about on the podcast is that you can birth in spite of fear and that you don't have to have um, like, oh, I feel just so relaxed about thinking about having a baby or thinking about having a baby postpartum that you're, you're kind of letting your intuition, you're settling into your intuition. And from that perspective, it's difficult to say exactly what it is because each of us, that's going to look really different. Absolutely. And I think knowing that you are amazing and strong, like going in with that kind of confidence. Now, something that we say often is that there are two people involved in this process. And that sure is true. Baby inside you know, for the most part, you have no control over. We we know that you can move your body in ways that help bring your baby down into a good position. Yes. You, you can take nice, long, deep breaths to bring more oxygen to your baby. Those yes. sort of things. But overall, you're not in charge of this little person, right? You can't, yep. you can't think where the cord into the optimal position you can't think your baby into the optimal position right like those sort of things so as far as this goes we're going to just talk about your body separate from your baby yeah you are a badass yeah going in knowing you are strong you are not less strong than anyone else who has done this before and i am i am not yeah should we just elise Wow. Yeah, should we just take a moment there for that? 
You're wow. not less strong than anyone else who's done this before. Ooh. Right? And maybe you're not more strong either because this isn't a race. This right? isn't a race. This is about being in your own body and finding um, that that thing inside of you that goes, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this my way. And, um, and not my way as in like, no, this is the way it's done, but more of I'm going to bring my full self to this experience. And that means being able to potentially hold um, fear and confidence at the same time. Absolutely. They're not exclusive, mutually exclusive. Let's go back to that for a second, though. I feel like our society more and more and more, because potentially of social media, I think the way that's changed, um, information at our fingertips, um, photos that are so much easier to take, um, and the spread of information that's different than it was, say, even 20 years ago, right? Um, this is the first generation that will is coming up now that's currently having babies that inter- internet has always been a part of your life. Computers have always been mm-hmm. a part of your life. You could maybe not have to ever read a pregnancy book or postpartum parenting you book. You just get all your info from Pinterest. Or online, or yeah. even you read, you read information online versus before that, it had to be about a printed material. And so if we look at that comparison um, factor, I think that's so much stronger. Um, and the polarization of ideas around the right way to birth, that's huge. Yes. And absolutely. that's what we're trying to speak against. Um, say your phrase one more time. You are not less strong than mm. anyone else who has given birth. And I think that that, is, that idea is um, through our social media, et cetera. I'm not sure that that's the message that comes through. I think there's a bit more of a message of how do you get to this place that everybody else seems to be going to or the proliferation of fear of it's going to be terrible and um, here's the way you're going to be treated and here's all the scary things that could be on the for you happening to yourself or your baby or even this demand to like work through all of your fears which I want to get to but not quite yet right yeah but I like let's talk about being strong enough I think there's two sides of this when I brought that up there's both physically strong and mentally strong right true so you are just as physically strong as everyone else who's done this Hmm. and your body can do these things right yeah we're I'm not talking about doing it without an epidural or with an epidural, all of those things. This, right. is, this is not about that. I'm talking about make space for a baby to come through. Mm. Your body is, your body can do this, right? Bodies are made to do this. And yes, there are some times where there are other factors. Like I said, there is another person involved in this. Yeah. But go in knowing that most of the time, yep, it works. We're set up for this to work, right? Yeah. There, there is an overpopulation situation in this world for a reason. So believing that your body actually has exactly what it needs to do this. I fully agree with all that you're talking about here. And I want to also add in the postpartum bit. 
where yes. as a new mom, I'm seeing the same thing. And maybe we shouldn't even call this um, birthing badass. We should call this something else because I'm seeing more and more folks postpartum. I've had a baby, but now what? Where the, some of that fear takes over and this idea of it's supposed to look a certain way and it's not. And actually normalizing this is a challenging time in life because you're figuring you're, you're starting a new job, which is figuring out another human being, or if you want to put it in other terms, you just became a nanny full time. <laughs> right. While, Without sleep. <laughs> but while um, trying to um, produce, for most folks, they're also trying to produce, um, you know, milk and at the same time heal from a birth. So yeah, that's a lot going on. Um, and yeah, I, I think that... Um, as you hear us talking about this birthing badass, we're really including the postpartum bit, that figuring yeah. out how to parent a newborn and beyond. So actually, you know, in addition to that, like, physical badassery, there is the emotional side of this. Yeah. And I was just drawing a little blank on where I was going with that. And I think part of that is you're a badass in this in knowing when to say, I need help. Mm. And being a badass isn't just pushing through everything and not recognizing your limits. Yeah. Being a badass is being strong enough to say, can somebody give me a hand? And I'm really thinking about postpartum, but I'm also thinking about birth and saying, I actually need a little pain relief because birth is not about suffering. Or... It's two in the morning and maybe I'm not having really strong contractions, but I'm actually feeling really nervous and kind of alone and waking up your partner. Yep. And also postpartum. So I think that we often celebrate it when we see women doing things and they're two weeks postpartum. Wow. Look at you. Um, I was actually at my daughter's kindergarten last day of school party and Uh a mom brought her two week old baby in. And every did you tell her off? No, I okay, held good. back. I don't know her, and I was so hard. Why oh. are you here? I also I can... had this really strong desire to touch the baby's head, which oh. is really funny because we're always like, God, why does everybody always want to touch babies' faces, right? Yeah. And I totally did. I was like, I don't even know this baby, and I just want to touch his little face. Yeah, she was so cute. Um, she had a ton of hair, which is probably why I wanted yeah. to touch her head. Yeah, but. Everybody was like, wow, look at you. She's two weeks old. I can't believe you're here. Good for you. I did say, oh, my goodness, she's two weeks old. I wish I could just, like, hold her while she's sleeping and you could go home and nap. Uh, I I totally bit my tongue. Like, it was so uh-huh. very, very hard. But everybody was praising her for being at this party. She brought a, she brought a very fancy snack for the party. Wow. I went to the store and just bought cupcakes that were pre-made full of food dye and she had prepared food and maybe that was her way of feeling like a birthing badass maybe but my concern is that people celebrate this often like other people I think they don't give moms a lot of space to say I can't Actually, yeah, we need to give moms space to feel proud of themselves for saying, I actually can't show up. I actually, I need to take care of myself because healing is going to allow me to show up 
in a much stronger way and then actually be a bigger badass for longer. I agree and politely disagree. Yeah, I know there's two sides of this because it really is. Humans are all very complex, right? Yes, because I think we have to be careful about not judging how someone else is finding um, life-giving um, ways to live in the world. Like um, I can think of how my personality at times really reacts differently of to sit on the couch all day and watch Netflix would not actually be good for my mental health. So yesterday I had a day where I was like, well, I kind of need to rest because I've had a busy week, but I also want to feel productive um, because that actually helps me emotionally as well. And so in the afternoon, I ended up like, okay, I'm going to do all these random projects around the house. Like I did like four loads of laundry and I like, okay, now I guess I'll vacuum. I'm a little bit of a, if you give a mouse a pancake. Cookie. Cookie. There's another one. Pig a pancake. Pig a pancake. Thank you. We're referring to children's books here. Um, And that's kind of how my afternoon started looking. Well, while I was doing that, I was actually watching a show on my phone. So then I had like, wherever I was at in the house, I would bring my phone. I'm like, oh, okay, I got to do, unload the dishwasher. Great. There's my phone and I'm kind of watching. So for me, I know you're totally laughing at me, Elise. For me, that felt like, oh, I'm like getting some entertainment time in here and I'm getting some stuff accomplished. Now, to be quite honest, if I just laid around for a couple of hours and watched those shows, for me personally, that would have not felt the best. You would not have felt like a badass. No, I would not have felt like a badass. So It's true, but you're also not healing from giving birth. That is true. But <laughs> back Thought to... Thought for a second I just saw your mind blow. I know. Whoops. But I do think there... I don't know. I think we have to be really careful not to judge each other with what might feel the best. No, It's absolutely. like us talking about pain medication. Let's oh, not judge those things, but let's s- also be very aware for ourselves yes. about not trying to prove yes. what a badass we are well, by looking... Like, badass doesn't mean doing it all. Or it doesn't mean having an unmedicated birth. Absolutely. Like, I, it makes me so sad when I see people who are intending for one type of birth and they have another type of birth and how they have to deal with some of, and, and me being able to come in to that and not correct, but help them see actually who they were and how they made choices along the way even if some of those choices felt different than their original intentions my hope is that they feel that I'm a badass and it's not that I'm weak because I made this decision in the moment no that's what becomes hard like that's what we're trying to avoid here we want you to believe in yourself in the moment well that brings me to my next point actually you got a point? I got a point. Good. Jen. Give me a point. Every badass needs a posse. Ah, uh, true. Or an entourage, right? An entourage. An entourage. I, like I kind of like the idea of having a posse. You want an yeah. entourage? I want a posse. Yeah. We would be such badasses. No, I'm more of a posse person than an entourage person. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Well, like. in your posse or your entourage, don't forget to include a doula. 
Because that doula is going to remind you that you are a badass through yeah. any decision that you make. Because what makes you a badass is making decisions that feel right to you. Yeah. So yeah. in addition to your doula, your badass posse should include a supportive partner. If you have a partner, um, the the part that makes them your posse is the support. Yeah. Um, and then anyone else that's with you, support. Right? So supportive. And, and I want to make that um, even, uh, let's tease that out to make it a bit bigger. Let's think about pregnancy. Who are the people that you're talking to? And for yes. some folks, they actually don't have a lot of friends. <laughs> wow, Jen, way to kill the mood there. I know. And I'm encouraging you to make some friends. Well, I think even just friends that know babies or know how to support people while having babies. I think, I think that's that, like... There are sometimes um, people in your world that you don't give enough um, energy towards who might be really helpful for you in your next phase of life. Yep. And so um, I'm encouraging having some coffee or hanging out, going for a walk with some people that maybe haven't, you want to cultivate some different type of relationship because you know they're going to be um, potentially life-giving to you. And when I say life-giving, I'm actually encompassing in that helpful. It's not just about, um, you know, uh, I don't know, farming out the jobs, but I'm actually talking about the emotional feeling supported by people. And I feel like that's really different. Um, So cultivating community, cultivating your posse, who are the people that you're going to be able to kind of depend on, and knowing that some people are telling all sorts of really crazy sad stories about their newborn, about their pregnancy, about their birth, and then maybe you come up with a little phrase that works Mm -hmm. well for you. Because everybody wants to tell you the story of when their second cousin's sister had a baby and the baby's head rolled off, right? Like, what? Yeah. It's always the worst stories. Those in the grocery line people. Oh. Yes. (laughs) So you want to um, maybe come up with a little phrase that you would say to people who are giving unwanted advice slash stories. Like, oh, wow. I don't know. You got a phrase for me? I think everybody is going to look a little different. But like, wow, that sounds like a really interesting experience. I'm trying to really focus on staying positive for my birth outcome. Yeah. Or, or, oh, I'm going to stop you right there in the middle of this story. You know how to say the middle part. But mm, I'm going to stop you right there. I'm really wanting to just listen to positive things right now. Just I need to focus on staying positive. Yep. Or you know what? It's so weird. I get a little overwhelmed in this um, phase of my life right now. So I'm actually trying to um, stay in my own process and not and not listen to too many other people's yeah. processes. I do feel, Jen, like we just got a little apologetic and kind of like, oh, sorry. Oh, it's a little weird. Oh, gosh, this is what I'm trying to do. In that way that like what we're doing is wrong, asking for this. So it's totally fine to be like, hey, actually, I need you to, to not tell me that story. Mm. Or, hey, I'm a birthing badass, so I'm only listening to badass stories right now. Totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So what's some other um, ways that you can... um... I think we need to talk about preparation. Okay. You talked about how people are finding information in this 
world today right. with the internet and versus books or with books. So we like information. Love um, it. Information is power. Knowledge is, is power, right? It's great. So know lots of things. Read. Talk to people. Take a birth class. Gather information from lots of different places. And then let the other I word guide you. Ooh. And oh. That other I word. Should we say it at the same time? Is intuition. intuition. Maybe I shouldn't have counted to three. That was a really long pause. It's okay. I think <laughs> we're helping people stop to pause for intuition. Because oh, here's the deal. Good bumper sticker, Jen. You can have all the information, but you're going to second guess yourself and also feel like, oh gosh, what do I do next? Oh no, oh no. Unless you use your intuition. I love it. This is speaking personal uh, personal life story here, right here from um, my personality is I often- Personal, personal from your personality. Such personal <laughs> personality. Um, my personality doesn't do a great job of trusting my intuition. And decisions become a big deal and become really challenging for me. And if I lean into my intuition, most of the time I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. You are not going to mess this up. Who, me? Anybody. Okay, good. I mean, we (laughs) could podcast for you, Jen, but right now we're podcasting for the people. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> we'll podcast for you after this. So okay? I think major... we'll have a conversation about your personality after the Please, show. Please, okay. I could use some help. Okay. So <laughs> I feel like there's a major theme developing here, and what we're talking about is that intuition, um, coupled with information, but also trust. So we're asking ourselves to trust in our body. We're asking ourselves to trust in the process and trust the people around us as well. Yes. But that really brings me to the fear, right? And I know mm. we kind of talked about this, but you know this is my, like, my soapbox thingy. My other one, because I got, like, eight. You got so many soapboxes. So many, can't so keep many. Track. I know. Um, fear. So just please, like, everyone's talking about fear and how you got to get through it, right? You do not have to crush all of your fears before birth. Like, let's see the beauty in arriving to your birth with a, with some fear and then crushing that shit in the moment, right? Mm. How powerful would it be to show up to birth and say, I don't know if I can do this or I am really afraid of meeting my baby and how I will handle this. And then you do it and it's amazing and yeah. you're so proud of yourself. That's great. It's birth in spite of fear. It's birth not in spite of fear. The goal is not to get rid of all of your fear. I would say the goal is more to address it as it as it comes up. Yep. And make sure it's not roadblocks right. along the way. But it's not um, the goal is not to completely eliminate it. Knock down the roadblocks ahead of time. Drive over the bumps in labor. Yes. So that's what we're talking about with preparation. The speed bumps. Is preparation is, yes, um, getting some of that information and having a knowledge base. And it's working through those speed bumps or what did you just call them? 
Speed bumps. Speed bumps. Okay. And yeah. roadblocks. And roadblocks. Yeah. There we go. So roadblocks. let's talk about ways that you, like some really practical ways that you can prepare and speak up in your birth. And the first one would be writing a birth plan. Uh-huh. I love That's this helpful. because you prepare, you write this birth plan, and I know it's kind of a hot topic. Somebody told us the other day that they heard they should light their birth plan on fire. You can. I mean, it's not in the not if you're having a baby in the hospital, right? Though. Or even in a birth center, you will set those fire alarm, the fire sprinklers on you. Symbolically, do it before. I mean, we love water birth, but come on now. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do I it. I mean, did I tell you about this, Elise? How I actually did that in my backyard um, last week. Wait, you lit you you had a water birth. <laughs> <laughs> I lit um, a bunch of paperwork that I had. I love that on fire, um, and then <laughs> it was so much paperwork. Um, it was very symbolic to me and very cathartic. Um, but I had to keep I had to use a little stick and keep poking around the fire oh, no. because I was like, oh shoot, it's not getting to that stack of it. Okay, I gotta keep doing it. So it took some intention, let me tell you, to wow. do my fire. That was a lot of intention. And then afterwards, um, I sprayed it with water <laughs> just to make sure the embers were all out and I didn't, you know, burn down my neighborhood. And then I put it into the dirt, the ashes, and then I put some bark over over it as well so couple symbolisms here because I'm kind of that way is that I like that I had that act of like it went up in smoke and then I put it someplace and I put something nice over it which is it, it to me it's symbolic of like okay that's gone and it's over and it actually looks pleasant in that part of my yard so for birth plans I'm coming back here I'm coming you I'm cannot do that to your birth plan well I'm here's down but with here's that. here's another thing you could do that symbolicness with is write down all your potentially your fears yes and do a little the roadblock ones right not the speed bumps we don't care about your speed bumps but also you could actually do that with um your birth plan and make a copy of it so you got two copies one you burn here's why because you're, it, it's a symbolic thing for you because we're always talking about the F word. Flex- now we're just going to have a flat out argument on this show, Jen. Flexibility. Why are we going to burn one and then take the other? Because Where is the symbolism in this? Symbolism is I'm going to be flexible with my birth plan. And so if it goes and then up I'm gonna in smoke. burn it and preserve it. That's okay. It. Wait and a minute. Hold on. Can we just You can dial do both. It? Let's dial it back. Okay, let's go back. What is on your birth plan? Do you have something like, I would like to hear some Enya when this baby emerges from my body? Yes. No, you don't. Why would you put that on your birth plan? Somebody put first. First, stop playing Enya at births. (laughs) First. Okay? Who can say? (laughs) Wow. I thought they were over Enya, but I've been hearing it. What's all the words to that? I just thought people didn't know who Enya was anymore, but a lot of people really do. Can we just stop with Enya? Ooh, is it that, like, that song? Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. All the way. I mean, anytime you say, ooh, it's Enya, right? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. all the songs. Yeah, you have heard every Gosh. Enya song. Sorry, I Enya. Mean, Sorry. I mean, they're beautiful. Don't get me wrong, but I have been to too many births to hear with any more Enya. Enya. Yeah, okay. Um, we went through a big old Nora Jones at the birth oh, stage, Nora. too. But oh. that's, like, that's, like, let me turn you on music like she says that in some of her right she totally does yeah i'm like okay this is that also was paired well with the big orgasmic birth movement that happened so that was Uh, awkward yeah okay okay anyway moving right along yes we are not writing down 
preferred birth songs. We are not putting down at seven centimeters. I would like to do hip circles on my birth ball. Right. We're putting. You should definitely burn that. <laughs> right. Burn that mf down. Oh, look at that! I just held back. Oh, good. <laughs> good job. Um, we are putting on that. Things like what kind of monitoring would you prefer if you don't have medication and you could pick? We are putting down what your plan is for medication in the beginning and that there is flexibility if you have that feeling. We are putting down medications that you are choosing for your baby. I'm going to just tell you these things, but we have a whole episode on writing a birth plan um, and you can go check that out. So the symbolism for me, going back oh. to my burning things, is that... It's doing so well not swearing. Some people <laughs> need to burn that because what they've written down on there is not going to happen. And they're symbolically going, oh, shoot, I, I need an induction. Okay. And this is out of my control. All right. Or, oh, wow. I need a C-section because I got again, a breech baby. Okay. This is, okay. you know, so there's my symbolism. Thank you very much. Okay. I am but, correct. But then you are not bringing a second copy of that with you. Well, you could because what if you wrote down on that? I, um, I don't know. I, I still go with my burning of symbolism. All right. We'll, we'll let you guys. Because that's the point of a birth plan is that it needs to have flexibility within it. It is not a plan. It's not a blow by blow. It is a these are my hopes and wishes and these are my intentions. So tonight, listeners, <laughs> listener who's still with us, <laughs> I, would, I would like for you to find your partner or a friend and go for dinner and discuss this. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves and let us know what you decide. We are not going to argue this point. I think we're like kind of saying the same thing, but differently. I don't know. I yeah, can't yeah. even. Okay, Let's whatever. So you're not into symbolism, whatever. Okay. Wait. Uh, here's another. On. Here's another way to be a badass birther or postpartumer. What are you doing over there? Flexing my muscles. Yes, I see that. It's doing what? Get fueled and rested. Yes. Yeah. Guess what you don't do? Uh, I'm going to guess correctly, which is you don't not eat in early labor. Was I right? Yes. Yay. I mean, I was going to say run a marathon after um, fasting, but yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah. You shouldn't do that either. Um, yeah, no, you shouldn't do any of those. Fuel. Fuel up. Not just in early labor, but definitely in early labor. Eat all the things. I mean, aside from a spicy burrito. Yeah, don't eat that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. We've been at that birth. Yeah. A number of times. Ugh. Anyway. Eat in active labor. You're not going to want to, unless you're me. You're not going to want to eat in active labor. So don't even think like, uh, I don't want to eat that right now. I don't feel like eating. Obviously. But take those bites anyways. Tell your partner, your birth support, whoever is with you, tell them, you need to make me eat bites of things. And drink. Drink a lot of drink things. Drink the drinks. I do not care if you have an IV. Drink the drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Drink your juice, Shelby. Oh. <laughs> What is that from? Steel Magnolias. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a great movie. It was such a great movie. Nobody's going to know that reference. Oh, but that was so sad. Anyway, go <laughs> rent Steel Magnolias, too. <laughs> Talk about community and people to come together. That was kind of yeah. fun. Anyway, um, okay, drink and eat and stay fueled. Okay, let's address the fear in the room. I hear oh my people gosh. saying, oh, no, I am not sleeping well. It's the end of my pregnancy, and you told me that I'm supposed to stay rested. It's okay, you guys. It is totally okay. Yep. You are naturally going to feel tired at the oh. end of pregnancy. Don't even worry about it. You're going to have the energy to do this, okay? Oh, my gosh. This is like my pet peeve. I have like 100 of them, but this is one of them. Okay. Right? What? When people feel concerned, well, it's actually more when like a uh, nurse says, we want to make sure you have enough energy to push that baby out. Yeah. Uh, Your body is designed with hormones to help you get energy to push that baby the out. The only time I'm okay with them saying that is if we're talking about food. Yeah. But when you're talking about like you haven't rested enough, uh-uh. I'm not worried yeah. about you. No. You don't need to spend uh-uh. some time laying down if you feel good moving. Exactly. Like yes. if it really hurts to lay down, yep. you shouldn't just force yourself yep. to lay down. There's a reason your body feels better doing certain things. Yes. All right. Another aspect of bringing your badass to birth or postpartum might be about an external thing. So it might be about a way you look. Elisa often tells us that she wore um, makeup uh, during her labors. Little red lipstick to my home birth. Uh Um, I remember postpartum um, that I decided uh, one day to wear mascara and I was like, oh, I think, yeah, it's it's time to wear this. If you didn't have mascara on, I would be concerned, Jen. You're kind of I, a mascara oh, girl. Oh, you know what? That's funny is I don't have any today. I, I know. Did you I, notice? Just now. <gasps> because you always wear mascara. But I you have do. other makeup on, so it's I have like, other makeup, but I forgot to put mascara in my little bag when I went to the gym. And then, so I'm mascara-less today. But I always hear about it when you don't wear mascara. Oh, Like, I it's f- the thing that you always mention. I'm so sorry. I forgot to mention that I'm not wearing mascara. But you just did. Okay. So anyway, um, sometimes there is this external thing you do that's maybe actually kind of symbolic of uh, what makes you feel strong, right? Yes. um, Or not just strong. I wouldn't say mascara makes me feel strong, but more like my typical self. Yes. Right? But your typical self might feel strong. Yeah, probably. Okay. My red lipstick makes me feel like a badass. My red lipstick makes me feel kind of like, can I pull this off? So it doesn't work for me. (laughs) (laughs) You did have on like a pinky red the other day and you were feeling pretty flashy and great. That's true. Good point. You just got to find your shade of red. Yeah. Um, Music. I think music can also have that um, feeling for a lot of us. Um, You, what were we listening to the other day? It was even in here and a song. Ah, I can't remember now. Anyway, and I was like, oh, yeah, like I felt very empowered by this music. So think about that both, um, you know, for birth regards here, as well as thinking about postpartum, sometimes changing up your mood is turning on that song that makes you feel like, woohoo, I got this. Yeah, changing up the music. Like you are not going to be pushing to Enya probably, even if you want to labor to Enya. I have heard people pushing to a lot of, like, hip-hop and rap. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, Beyonce's been a really popular one recently. True. And some people just can't handle the music. They need it to be quiet. Full on focus. Yeah. And I'm thinking about postpartum. Just how do you change up the mood a bit for yourself and your baby? Opening the curtains. I've done a lot of postpartum work where the curtains are closed. Oh, that makes all the difference in the world. Yes. All right. I've got some attitude stuff here. Oh. You know what makes somebody a badass? What? When I see somebody, especially with posse, and they've got that air about them of confidence, they just, it, I just get the impression that they don't give a damn. And maybe they do, but I just get that. Mm. And I don't mean like they don't give a damn about the planet, because it's very important. Yeah. But they don't give a damn about what anybody thinks about them. And I, that is my wish for all the birthing badasses. Yeah. Nobody gives a damn if you poop or fart or burp. Oh, True. And this is That's this is coming from somebody who was a little bit worried about farting during labor. Mm. Hands and knees while pushing. Oh, yeah. Really, really feeling vulnerable. That is a very tricky position. Let's talk about um, my favorite um, Shrek quote is, oh, better out than in. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Do you not remember this from Shrek? I do. And I remember it from your text to me this week, too. Yes. <laughs> I did text that to Elise. I don't remember the context, but it was It definite. was about tears. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, yes, let's add that to the list. Nobody right? cares if you cry either. You can fart, you can burp, you can cry. And what we're actually trying to say here is that these are a part of potentially what your body does naturally and it's beyond your control and I know as somebody who has attended hundreds of births if I'm hearing somebody doing a lot of burping I'm like that's really typical for what's happening in your body during labor or if they're starting to fart or poop we actually kind of get a little excited about that it's true I think there should be like a birth Shrek style because honestly a lot more than a baby comes out when you're in labor and birthing a baby. Potentially. Well, I mean, amniotic fluid, oh, burp, yes. Yes, farts. Yes. Yeah, true. Poop, tears, yep. urine. Saliva. Yep. Um, Like all the vaginal fluids. Sweat. Sweat. Yeah. yeah. We actually have like two episodes on all the things that could come out yeah. while birthing a baby. So better out than in. All of it has got to come out. All better out than in, especially when giving birth. And if it makes you feel good to say, oh, excuse me, after you burp, go for it. But that's okay. Nobody cares. That's all just for you. Just know that your excuse me's are only for you. Absolutely. All right. Um... And then, you know what badasses? What? They don't just give a damn about anything, right? You know... They've got their game face on. They don't they don't give a damn about certain things, but they choose what they give a damn about. Yeah. Right? Oh, that makes sense. They pick and they choose. They pick and they choose. And they choose if they like what's on that that birth list. It's not like, hey, I'm gonna need to be sitting on the birth ball at seven centimeters and I'm gonna need to have a baby during daylight hours mm. and I'm going to need everybody to sing this song when I walk when they walk into the room and I'm going to be very, very particular. I, what I'm thinking is you get a lot of say in your birth. Yeah, it's true. You get to pick your provider. There's a lot of decisions to be made along Woo! the way. Yes. 
you get to pick your provider, that team. Pick wisely. There uh-huh. are a lot of providers in this world. If you do not feel comfortable with your provider, you can always change. Yep. You don't pick the nurse, but if you don't dig your nurse, talk to the charge nurse. Have someone on your team talk to the charge nurse and get a different nurse. Yep. If there's something that you don't like, speak up. If you really don't want your mom in that room when you're birthing a baby. Speak up. You don't have to have that mom in there. Bless her heart. She can wait outside. Yep. If everybody gets really excited while you're pushing and it's like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Push, 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 push. Yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. And you don't like that, that's breaking your focus, tell them to shut up. Yep. Totally fine. Or just say, no thanks, that's not helpful, depending on which one resonates with you. Yeah, for sure. You get to write a birth plan that feels right for you. Yep. And then the rest is kind of out of your hands. So pick what really matters. We actually do have an episode that's called uh, Choosing What You Give a Fuck About. And you can choose. Yep. Choose so what really matters. I want to be really clear just at the end as we wrap things up is that um, birthing like a badass or um, being a badass postpartum doesn't necessarily, it, it doesn't mean we're trying to push away emotion. No. It's not about stoicness. It's not about digging your heels in the ground. It's not about being stubborn. But it's actually more of an internal strength that comes out. Okay. Um, I think you guys all know Elise and I enough to know that some of the ways that Elise would communicate would be different than mine. (laughs) And that's, that's okay. My badass may look differently outside, but what's really happening on the inside is the same. So we want you to find your own badass and what that looks like and be true to yourself Mm. in this experience. Um, Trust your instincts. Trust your knowing. Trust your one, two, three. Intuition. Intuition. (laughs) Oh, that was really cheesy. (laughs) I know. Uh, I loved it. So. Yeah, let's wrap things up. You guys, thank you for listening today. Um, Please let us know if you have any questions. Oh, and you know what would be so super badass? What? If you became our friend on Instagram and... If you gave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Ooh, that's a great idea. Um, we would love both of those. And what would be extra badass is if you gave us a little comment on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Just say hi. We'd love to yeah. see your faces. We promise we'll show you more of our faces, too. So um, we, can't, we can't wait to see you. Um, so thanks so much. You can find us on Instagram at Pushing It Podcast. And you can also find us on Facebook under Pushing It. Don't forget to email us at podcast at pushingit.com. Ooh, that was really good. Mm. Awesome. Go on with your bad, bad ass selves. Okay, bye. Bye.